the roll and go. Where am I to go, meet Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. I am so grateful you have chosen to listen to me and to go on the travels and see the things and go to the museums that we have managed to go through for the last two seasons. I have really enjoyed doing this podcast, and I hope you stick with me. It makes me happy to know that people are enjoying what I do. On another note, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we are on Facebook at Where Am I To Go podcast. We have lots of pictures. We have places that we go that we don't do podcasts on. And we have lots of things to see and think about when you decide you're going to travel or if you're just interested in learning about different places that we go. Also, we have an email account at whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. And if anybody has any comments, ideas, thoughts, you are more than welcome to email me there, and I will do my best to answer, and we'll see where everything goes this season. I've got some neat things lined up, and I hope everybody is ready to go for a museum tour ride. Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. Today we are south of Phoenix, near Maricopa, and we are at a miniature car museum. And just standing here looking at these things, they are absolutely fantastic. We are going to talk with Gene today, who's a builder from what I understand, and we're going to go through and and take a look at these cars and get an idea of what it takes to build these miniature cars. Welcome, Gene, to Where Am I To Go podcast. Yeah, thank you. So, when did you start working here? Uh, I started here in 2006. So you've only been here for... About 12 years? Yeah, 18. 18. Yeah, 18 years. So much for me doing math. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and you helped build these miniature cars. Yes, Ernie, Ernie taught me how to build them, and, uh, and uh, I built the 54 Chevy, and uh, he walked me through that one. Okay, now tell us about Ernie. <laughs> well, Ernie is the owner of the place, and... Uh, he started building cars when he was 25 years old. He made his first one out of nine refrigerators. Nine refrigerators? Right. Okay. And uh, he wanted a little car, he lived in a trailer park, and, and didn't uh, have room for one. So he just remembered when he was a young kid where he lived, a train went by and he looked out the window and there was a refrigerator laying by a tree with a tar swing hanging beside it. And it looked like a miniature touring car with a black fender. <laughs> now that's that's some imagination. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's how he ended up making his first car. Now, was he looking at a Nash when he was looking at this refrigerator, or was he looking at? No, he just saw he just saw a touring car. You know, uh, he likes the '30s and '40s cars. Okay. And I like the '50s and '60s. And. Uh, so does he still have his first car here? Yes, he does. He does? Yes. And what did he use for an engine? Uh, right now he's got a, I believe it's an Onan out of a uh, three-wheel mail cart. Okay. So like what they use for the Onan generators, maybe a little bit bigger. Right, yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. And so how old is Ernie now? He's 81. 81. So he's had 60 years of, of building these cars. Mm-hmm. 
And he's perfected it a lot, a lot I'm assuming. I'm, I'm anxious to see the, the first one he did compared to some of the ones I'm seeing here in the showroom. Okay. But uh, anyway, and so what, what all do you do with these cars? Well, I build them from scratch. Uh, we make them, we get uh, Toyota Corollas, uh, 74 to 84, because they got rear-wheel drive. Okay. And we strip them out, take everything that's usable in them, engine transmission, rear end, uh, wipers, heaters, uh, steering box, pedal system, uh, window regulators, door latches, door hinges. Uh, we even take the plumbing out of it and put it back in for our gas and brake lines. Now, why do you use the Toyota Corolla specifically? Because of the size of the components. Okay. They work in these cars just perfect. Okay. That's got to be getting hard to come by now. Yeah, they're getting fewer and hard, uh, far between, yeah. Because I was going to say, they're not really much on the collector market. Is there a lot of aftermarket parts for those cars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we buy our uh, our hard parts, you know, for engine, stuff like that. We still get those, no problem. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Because I just, I never thought of the Toyota Corolla as being one that would be around a whole lot or even have a lot of extra... Uh, aftermarket parts mm -hmm. huh well that's cool okay and so then you do all your own metal work we do our own metal work we, we cut it bend it uh, we shape it all weld it back together this is going to be interesting <clears throat> the reason i say that is i've always looked at i mean nowadays cars are so they look like pills Right. You know, there's nothing to them as far as design. But when you look at the older cars with the big sweeping fenders and rounded and and uh, the hoods that are rounded, the back ends are rounded, uh, you know, so much metalwork stretching and shrinking mm -hmm. has to go into that. Mm -hmm. And I've always wondered how car companies, you know, like Cord or Auburn or uh, Franklin or any of those were able to make all their, their sheet metal parts with all the bends and angles. Well, that was all done through different processes. Uh, we do ours with what they call a pie cut. Okay. And uh, to fold the metal, we have to cut it and fold it over, lap it over. And then uh, when we get the shape we want, we cut both pieces, and that makes one seam. And we fold, uh, weld that back together. And then we hammer and dolly that out. Okay. It. And so do you build off a scale, like a half scale, or...? Yeah, we build off of a picture, draw off of a picture, and, and, uh, and mark the sheet metal and, and bend it. And... Really? Yeah. Off of a picture, mm -hmm. not off of a plan? No. Wow. It's old school. Oh, this sounds really old school. Yeah. This sounds way cool. <laughs> Okay, and so so your cars aren't really set up to any specific specific scale to the original cars then. Uh, they turn out eleven sixteenths to the full size car. Okay, using the wheelbase. Wow, and these are all drivable then. If yeah. you're if you're putting Toyota Corolla parts in there, then they're all drivable. Yeah, we've got uh, six that are street legal right now. Really? Yeah. And do you hire midgets to drive them, or or no. do they fit a full size person? No, full size person. Full-size person. Yeah. yeah they'll, wow. They'll run right at 100 miles now. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Wow. And so do they race them and stuff, too, or just... No, uh, no these are just uh, cruisers. Just cruisers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ernie is the creator of the Dwarf race car. 
Okay. Yeah, he created. Excuse me. <coughs> he created those in 1980. Okay. And, and he built them for 10 years, and he sold hundreds of them. I think I've seen those race like up in the Flathead uh, Valley. They've got a racetrack up mm -hmm. there with a bunch of what look like the old Model Ts or something that are Model As, I guess, is yeah. what it'd be. And uh, they uh, they run them all over the world today. Wow. And uh, when he sold the company, it went to Valdez, North Carolina, and they put fenders on them down there and uh, called them the Legends. Okay, that's that's what I've seen is the Legends, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the Legends today, it runs a spec motor. It's, uh, it's one engine and one engine builder. Really? The, yeah, the Dwarf race cars, they're still open fenders or, or no fenders. And uh, the engines, you can tweak them for what you want. Okay. And uh, they run different types now, and they got them where they'll run 120 on a 3H small track. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's going. That's moving. Huh. Well, let's go take a look at some of your cars. Okay. <clears throat> now, as we're walking in here, uh, they've got a little office set up with a bunch of car memorabilia. They've got some pictures of their dwarf cars on the on the wall. Uh, just a lot of automobile memorabilia stuff. And then we come on in, and we've got uh, in this gallery gallery we've got we've got uh, about seven different vehicles that uh, are all sitting here, and they are beautiful. I mean, he's got one that's that. Uh, doesn't have the paint. I guess it's more of a patina look, but uh, these things are all finished out pretty with their paint and everything else. So our first one here is, tell me about it. That's the last one he finished. That's so a, this is the newest one? Right. Uh, okay. It's a 32 Ford three-window coupe. Okay, and it's a real pretty teal blue right. or seafoam blue or, or something. And it comes up, when I'm standing next to it, the, the roof on this thing comes up to about the bottom part of my chest, about where my sternum is. Right. And I'm about 5'10", so that tells you about how tall it is. And it's, what, uh, 12 foot long, maybe? Yeah, they're average 12 foot. Okay. Beautiful car. And everything works, the windshield wipers and all of that right. all works. Windshield wipers work, uh, window regulators all work, uh, windshield folds out like the full size car. Wow. Okay, and next to it we've got? 34 Ford, two door sedan. Okay. And this one here you left with, uh, I I'd say patina? Yeah, he left it patina like this, That's, he calls this his rat rod. Okay. And it doesn't quite look rat roddy, but it, I mean, right. it's nice, nice looking car. Yeah, it shows off his body work. It shows very how good he is at body work. Okay. Beautiful little cars. Boy, this is cool. Now, this one here. That's a 40 Mercury with a chop top. With a chop top to make it even smaller. Yeah, well, he copied it, copied one that had a chop top on it. Okay. And it's, uh, I can't believe all the hood, uh, the hood, the way that it curves in. You don't see any of the uh, weld lines or, or cut lines or any of that stuff. And this one here is a real pretty, what would you call it, a candy apple red? Uh, it's uh, candy brandy wine. Candy brandy wine. And the interiors are all 
all really nice as far as it looks like it's total copy of the uh, the dash and the uh, speedometer. Everything is original looking. Everything is original looking. Even cuts wow. in knobs out with the lathe for the lathe. Wow, the, for the turn signals and the shifters and. This is just so cool. Now the seats sit way back. Any car that would have a normal back seat, that's where the driver's seat sits. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we've got a, a baby blue. 54 Chevy Bel Air hardtop. 54 Chevy. I've got a 53 four door. Mm -hmm. But it's full size, not like this. But again, when I'm looking in here, it it's, looks identical to the dash and everything of the interior of the one I've got. Right. All the chrome pieces and wow, this is just so cool. Now, are these ones that we're looking at the drivers or the drivers just kind of dispersed amongst your... Uh, no, this is my car and I drive, I'm the only one that drives this. Oh, this one's yours? Yeah. And do you take these to shows or? Yeah, take the shows, drive it all over. We've been ready to do a 900 mile run, Route 66 fun run in May. Oh, really? 900 miles? Mm -hmm. Is this thing comfortable enough to do 500 miles a day or how yeah. many miles? Really? Wow. That is so cool. And then all of them, it looks like they've all got gear shifts in them, so all of them are, are four speeds? Uh, yeah, they're four speeds and five speeds. This is a five speed. Is it? Okay. I didn't know that they had many five speeds back in the, the 70s. And then we come over here and we've got... This is his first street legal car. The very first street legal car. Yeah, it's a 39 Chevy two-door sedan. And it's got the, the visor on it. It's got the wheel... Uh, what do they call those? Fender skirts. Fender skirts. There we go. And again, the interior's all done up nice. It's got a little back seat in it, but I don't know what you'd stick in that back seat because there's no leg room. Just a ditty bag. <laughs> wow. This is just beautiful. It's hard to believe that you can reproduce the cars like this. I mean, like, like this 54 uh, Chevy that we were looking at that was teal blue. Or, or seafoam color. What what color did I say it was? Baby blue. There we go. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, you've got the the little dent lines. You've got the little dent lines that uh, that come on out. That I can't even imagine how you how you build that stuff. Yeah, I put this line in it before I shaped the fender. Oh, okay. And then you shaped the fender from there. And then I had a, a wire cage, and I. Put the metal on it, spot it in place, and pulled it around. Wow. I just, this is just mind boggling to me that you can bend metal like that. And the door handles, everything, now the door handles, I is that a minute? That's a miniature door handle. You made the door handle. Right. Wow. This is just, uh, kind of mind boggling. So you, you have to make every, I mean, steering wheels small. Mm -hmm. Downsized the original steering wheel. The door handles look like they're... They're original. They're original, yeah, they're full size. The, the glass. I made all this. All this frame. 
the little wing windows. Mm -hmm. So you have to have all your glass custom made. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is just totally intriguing. And what is this thing? That's another friend of ours that uh, helped Ernie build a museum. He's a, he was a carpenter, so Ernie let him put it in here, retired in here. He's in his upper 80s now. And we're looking at a, I don't even know what to call it. It's a three-wheel car, uh, steering in the front with uh, two wide wheels. It comes on back and it looks like it's got a motorcycle engine and... Yeah, it's his version of a Morgan that was made in England. Oh, okay. And he used a 700 Suzuki motorcycle to make it. I'll bet that thing boogies. He said it was comfortable around 70 miles. Wow. Yeah, this is... You, you guys are going to have to go to the Facebook page and uh, Where Am I To Go podcast and look at some of the pictures we're going to post because uh, this is just... The only way to describe it is, is to look at a picture and then try to fathom how it is that, uh, that they were able to build these things. My mind is just blown. Okay, so here's one you're building. Oh, two that you're building. Yeah, this is the one Ernie's building now. Okay. Chevy Deluxe. And what are you using for your sheet metal? Uh, he used 18 gauge for his sheet metal. And so he's just buying big sheets of sheet metal now? Mm-hmm. Instead of refrigerators or... Right. Yeah, they're not thick enough anymore to do it. Wow. All of this is all hand formed. Uh, he, he made it look like a wire basket and then he formed the metal over it. Wow. This is a <laughs> 1770 Toyota Hemi with uh, automatic with uh, electric overdrive. You just said a Toyota Hemi? Mm hmm. I didn't know Toyotas made Hemis. Yeah, they did. This is an 82 Corolla. Really? Wow. And now were those common? Is is that what they put in all their cars, or was it uh, well, not all just of some of the high performance ones? It was just, I guess, the high performance. I have a really hard time thinking about a an eighty Corolla that's high performance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a 63, uh, 64 Impala. Yeah. Wow, this is just so. You're you're looking at a sixty four Impala that's just. Uh, three-quarter sized, I guess. Yeah. I've always really liked the the old Impalas. I, I, I've liked all of these, but uh, this is just amazing. Here's the difference in the length. Okay, he's holding up a a piece of trim, and the trim sticks out another uh, two and a half to three feet out the back of of where a normal. Okay, so now do you use some of the trims and stuff no, from the original, or you just use those for reference? It. Yeah, I'll copy it. Just copy it. And how do you do all of your tin work? I mean, all right of... here. Okay. <laughs> I've got a, got a jig laying under there. He's got a vise all set up with uh, some different pieces of metal and, and stuff on it to form the trim pieces around. That jig looks like this. Okay. This is the trim uh, piece for the rear quarter. But up here in this area, I've got a piece under there that makes this metal go like this. Okay. So you've got to make all your own forms and everything in order to be able to get the... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got to make all our forms and make all everything. 
Okay, and, and do you, uh, oh, Linda has a question. How do you get the decoration in like that? I'll have to buy that from a uh, distributing company and uh, trim it down and glue it in. Okay. It comes with a sticky back. Oh, okay, okay. so it's a, it's a... It's original stuff for 64 shooting. Okay. And it looks kind of like fish scales or something like yeah, that, yeah. I guess is the easiest way for me to describe it. They call it engine turn. Engine turn? Engine turn. Oh, okay. Wow. And so what do you do about your, your lenses and stuff? Do you guys make all your own taillight lenses? and? No, I use the original lenses. I made a smaller bezel. Okay. Laid the tail light on there and, and trimmed it to where it would fit inside it. Okay. I wanted a full size bulb. So you don't have a way to make your, your tail light lenses. You've just no. got to adapt from something else that you have. In the original. And this one, the, the Impala has a trunk with a key in it, so I'm sure the trunk operates, the hood operates, the doors. And this one's going to be a convertible. Wow, this is just, <laughs> I'm blown away. I'm totally blown away by, yeah. the, by the metal work. That's amazing. <laughs> right, yeah, all, well, like when you lift up your hood, you see all the little uh, compartments or supports, I guess, mm -hmm. and all of that is in there too, and the hinges, everything. Boy, I'll tell you, some people have talent. Yeah. Well, I, I contribute my granddad to that. He was a blacksmith. Okay. Yeah, still, I, being a blacksmith and doing this is, is totally different. <laughs> well, so do you use, like, the English wheels and stuff also for... Sometimes. Sometimes? sometimes? Yeah. But it's mostly all done just uh, with metal brakes and bead rollers. Okay. So, and then we just form it all. This is just so, so amazing. Okay, you got another little gallery back here in the back. Your shop isn't nearly as big as what I would have thought that you'd have to have to, to build these cars. Yeah. Okay, and as we come back here, we've got another... Uh, Ten cars, or well, I guess eight cars or so. Now, this is the first one he made out of all refrigerators. This is the one he made out of the refrigerators. Wow. The Frigidaire could have seen what they could have done instead of making a refrigerator. How cool is this? I would have thought that it would have been a lot more, since it was his first one, a lot more rustic or a lot more... Uh, primitive looking yeah, he, uh, but this one looks really really sweet he didn't really design it after anything but it turned out to look like a 28 chevy yeah it does it's got the little side louvers that open up for the yeah. uh, on the hood for the engine wow i i've never looked at a refrigerator and thought boy i could turn this into a 28 chevy <laughs> This is so cool. And he used the Toyota Corolla. No, what did he use for? Oh, the Onan, Onan engine Onan. is what he, you said he used for that. Uh -huh. And this is just amazing. All the running boards and the doors. and Wow. That is just so cool. And then you've got an old hit and miss motor. Yeah, uh, I don't know where he picked that up. He picked that up years ago. 
Those are just cool. Mm-hmm. Does this one run? Uh, it'll run, but it doesn't have a governor. It wants to run away with itself. Oh, okay. And then we've got a, then we've got a, a C cab. Uh, okay, C cab, right? Yeah. That's. And what's this? What's this one got in it for the engine? I don't see an engine anywhere. Twenty-three horse bridge is strapping behind the seat. Oh, okay. Down under the floorboard. And it's dressed up like a Campbell soup truck, uh, delivery truck. He worked for Campbell's when he was younger. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. And my son does logos, so I had him make the logos up. Wow. And it's got two lanterns on the front for, for headlights. This is just so cool. And then we've got our, uh, is that a Mercury? 49 Merc. 49 Merc. He drove us into Fairmont, Indiana and back. Really? Yeah. That's got to be what, uh, 1,500 miles each way? Uh, it's over 4,000. Miles round trip. Round trip, yeah. It's just hard to believe that something that small could be that comfortable to drive in for that far. <laughs> but, wow. And this one here is painted... Uh, I think it's uh, like a mid-50s Ford pickup green. Okay. I was going to say, it's it's definitely an original color from that time era, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what to describe it. It's kind of a blue-green. Yeah. Wow. This is so amazing. Who would have ever... And, and you have your dwarf across the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are these hard to get registered or anything? No, we have to take all the receipts that we put into them. Okay. And... Uh, they, they count that up, and half of that is the taxable value of the vehicle. Now, do you include your time in that, too, or no. just the just the materials? Right. And uh, then it, uh, they do a full inspection on it. Okay. They, then they'll put a body tag on it with a DIN number. Okay. It's just like uh, you buy a, a home, do a homemade trailer. Okay. Then you got a flathead... V8 over here, and a bi- an old bicycle and tricycle and some irons and some other antiques, and then we come to the 1942 Ford Deluxe Convertible. Boy, this one's beautiful too. This was his second street legal car he made. This one's the second one that he did. Right. Yeah. I just I can't I, I the the attention to detail on these things is just amazing. Yeah, he's he's a stickler on detail. I mean, if you park this next to a '42 Ford at a at a car show, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between. I mean, you just think somebody stepped on it and condensed it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. This is just amazing. This lens on the parking light was made out of a Tabasco jar. Oh, really? Right. So you just got to kind of kind of look for things as as you go to. And again, the the dash and everything, all of it. This is the first dwarf race car built. The very first one. Okay, and it looks like a motorcycle engine in this one. <coughs> the 350 Honda. Okay. The old the old 350 Hondas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a had a stroker kit put in it, and, and uh, I guess it ran pretty good. Okay, and this one's based kind of off of the Model T or or something. I'm assuming. Thirty-four Ford. Thirty-four Ford. Yeah. And it's just 
it's got a roll cage and all that stuff in it for racing. Right. And you said this one here do like 100 miles an hour? Uh, this one here, uh, I think this was somewhere around 75 or 80. That's still way too fast to be riding in that thing. <laughs> wow. And then you've got a boat. Now, did you guys build the boat? No, we didn't build either one of these. Oh, you didn't? Our neighbor built this one. And he built it for a body shop. Okay. And uh, they come up with a paint scheme, they come up with the boat, and they had a full-size 34, and uh, had them all in the world of wheels. And okay. After, after that was all over with, the guy that built it bought us back from it. Okay. So, this is a 34 Ford, it's painted purple, has flames on it, but then when you walk back, you've got a boat that's, uh, it, it, it'd be hard-pressed to put two people in there. Yeah, it would. And uh, it's it's probably only eight foot long, ten foot, probably eight foot long. I'd say maybe eight foot. And it's got a inboard motor, and it's on a trailer that's painted purple, and it's just beautiful. I mean, the combination here is just so cool when you yeah. see it. Wow. Okay, so now do you guys build for other people for sale, or do you just no. build for yourselves? No, we just build for ourselves. It's always been a lifetime hobby, and just just something to do. So you don't sell or, or sell any of them or any of that. He sold, he sold hundreds of the race cars. Okay. But uh, street legal cars, we've never sold any of them. Really? And how many have you built? I built two myself. And Ernie built the rest of them. So, so everything in here is that's on display is what he's built. Right. And how long does it take you to build one of these cars? Three to five years. Three to five years. Average of 3,000 hours. 3,000 hours. And when you take all your receipts down to DMV, uh, how much do you have into them? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. It varies on the cars. They range from between uh, four and $5,000. Okay, so you got $5,000, let's say, in 3,000 hours. Yeah. So they're going to come out, if you were to total it up as a, as a total, you're looking at probably close to 20 grand for, for one of these? Well, uh, I'm, just tr I'm just trying to get a number as uh, far as... I think you got 4300 and some dollars in this Mercury. Without counting the hours. Without counting hours. And when you start counting hours, it oh, uh, for a body man, you're looking at fifty to a hundred dollars an hour. I'm yeah, sure. So yeah, you're looking at a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, that's amazing. And some guy tried to buy the Mercury and uh, Ernie shot him off at four hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. So they're, they're, they're definitely not for sale. Right. Yeah, at some point you have to want it more than, than what the guy that's got it for sale wants it. Mm -hmm. This is just so cool. And so your museum, is it's open every day or? Seven days a week from 9 to 4. From 9 to 4. This is just, everybody needs to come see this because these cars, you just, you can't even fathom what you're looking at until you see it in, in real life. Mm -hmm. And you guys, uh, you're pretty basic with your website. You're not hard to find. If you look up, if you uh, type in uh, Miniature Car Museum in Maricopa, <laughs> Arizona, it gives you the directions to get here. Mm -hmm. And this has just been wonderful, Gene. Yeah, it's actually called a Dwarf Car Museum. Yeah, the Dwarf. What did I call it? Miniature. miniature. No, Dwarf, dwarf well, Car it, Museum. You can pick it up on our 
dwarf cars, you know, or miniature cars, or things to do in Maricopa. Okay. Just different things, you know. Is there is there other people building these, or is you and Ernie knowledge. pretty much the only ones? Not to our knowledge. Okay. We've had uh, 65, 66 countries here. People from that many countries, and nobody showed us somebody's equal in our work. Wow. I can't, I can't, I just can't even imagine taking, like Ernie did, a refrigerator and building that car or taking a piece of flat sheet iron or, or sheet metal, 18 gauge, and, and building one of these. And the thing is, with 18 gauge, you, uh, you're, you're building them heavier than what most of the new cars are built anyway. Because mm -hmm. they're all flimsy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we lost our American car identity in the 70s. Right. Everything went world market. And uh, we don't have any American cars anymore. No. Haven't had for years. But they still say Ford and Chevy on them. They still say that. <laughs> so. Actually, the Toyota is more American than our American cars. And that's been proven. It's kind of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Gene, I so appreciate you taking your time this morning, showing me the cars, talking to me about them, and telling us about Ernie. We also have a toy room. You, oh, you've got a toy room. Well, let's, let's go to... Oh, okay. Holy smokes. And a trophy room. Now, you've got a lot of the old uh, uh, Hot Wheels, or, or I guess I don't, I'm not seeing the Hot Wheels, but the Hot Wheels size car. I remember seeing some of this stuff when I was a kid, so I know they're antiques. Yeah. <laughs> this museum is really nice. Well, again, I appreciate it. And uh, the way I finish these things out is I say the world is full of wonder. And I'm going to leave here wondering just how the heck you've done what you've done with the sheet metal and making these cars look so realistic with uh, just from a picture. From a picture. Right. That's, the, that's the next part. It's not from a plan or not from, from computer downsizing. This is just old school, hardcore uh, craft. Craft. That's the only thing I can say. And people need to get out and explore. Come see some of this stuff and have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go. Where am I to go? Meet Johnny. Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?